Well, good morning. Happy New Year, everyone. It's good to be together at the start of a new year. And um, with, with every new year, we always sort of seek the Lord and say, God, what would you have us explore and look at and study for this year? And um, there, there's sort of one overarching thing that we heard at the end of last year, which is this concept of building bridges. And so I'm not sure exactly how that's going to fit in specifically with the messages that we'll be bringing, or maybe it's just a bigger picture for the church as a whole, but, but really that concept ties with both us to God, so building bridges from us to God, as well as us to others or God through us to others. And the picture that God gave me with it was that there's going to be new connection points and then there's also going to be sort of fortifying the current connections, right? So it's, it's really a, a beautiful picture of God saying, I'm going to make you stronger. Those are the connections that you already have with the people in your spheres of influence and also with him. But there's also new aspects of God that he's going to reveal to us that we can connect with him, right? New and fresh ways. And there'll be new relationships or new places of us interjecting ourselves, whether that's a new organization that we're connected with or a new business that we start to partner with, a new neighbor in our neighborhood, right? There's going to be new places of connection that God's going to be opening up for us. And so at the end of the last year, Pastor Lisa, she talked about how God birthed things last year and he rebirthed things. And so part of that, I've been thinking about that as I'm starting to go into this new year and like, okay, God, what are you going to birth this year? Like, it's the door's wide open. Like, I don't know what he's going to birth, but I know he's going to do something good. And then what are the places in my life that needs rebirth? What is the stuff that I'm sort of been living with or content with, just a, a measure that's less than being fully alive, that God can come and put his finger on and say, I'm going to breathe rebirth into that thing. And I think that connects with these bridges. So, again, we'll see where all that goes. The... The, um, as I was preparing for this message, I felt like the Lord said that he wants to take us into a series that's entitled Jesus Revealed. And it's going to be um, specifically out of the Gospel of John and then the books of John. But it goes back to a message that I gave in October. And so if you were with us, you, you heard that message. It was about who do you say Jesus is? And it's not a global question in terms of like this general thing. Who do you say? It's who do you personally say Jesus is? Who is the Jesus that you really know? And it, it comes out of Matthew 16. And I'm going to touch on it briefly this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew 16, starting in verse 13. And it says, now, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And he said to them, but who do you yourselves say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my Father who is in heaven. So Jesus was asking his disciples, who, who do people say that I am, right? He's doing all this ministry. He's having these interactions with all sorts of people. What's the word on the street, right? What, is, what are people saying who, who I am? And they give him answers. And then he says, probably one of the most important questions in the Bible, I'm going to switch microphones because we're getting a little static. 
All right. So he asked them probably one of the most important questions found in the Bible. Who do you say I am? It's a relevant question for us today. Um, Simon Peter jumps up, as he always does, right, it seems like, and he says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus responds with a curious statement. He says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Ultimately, what Jesus is saying to Peter is, you could not know this on your own. What you just said was revealed to you by my father who is in heaven. And yet Peter walked with Jesus. He lived with Jesus. He ministered with Jesus. He, he was a, a participated in miracles through the presence of Jesus. But proximity wasn't enough to know this revelation from the father. Because not everybody around Jesus who walked with him, lived with him, were around him, got the same revelation that Peter had. This revelation was entrusted to Peter from the father. Peter knew Jesus. He didn't just know of Jesus, or he didn't just know about Jesus. And it's the, really the reality for us today is um, some of us are content with just knowing about Jesus or his roles that we read about in scriptures or that we hear about in church without truly experiencing the Jesus or who Jesus really is. And so God's after that. Because he wants us to have an encounter with Jesus, the real Jesus, that we would truly know him. Because then we get to release him into our spheres of influence, right? Christ in us, the hope of glory. We don't want just to give a, a portion of Christ. We want the fullness of Christ that lives within us to be able to share that with others. Um, but sometimes we settle for navigating life in a capacity less than what Jesus paid for. And we call it good enough. Um, we hold out for the promises of heaven after we die. Like we're saying, okay, we believe that. We know that we're going to have eternal life. We're going to be with him. There's no more tears. There's no pain. There's no suffering. Um, but we leave eternal life that Jesus promised us here on earth in the box without taking out the instructions and learning how to access it. Like when I gave this message back in October, we talked about my cell phone, right? I have this great cell phone. And I probably only use just a fraction of what my cell phone is capable of because I don't really care. It doesn't matter enough to me to know all the fancy gadgets and details and things that it can do. I just need to use it for what I use it for, and I call it good enough. Um, is Jesus worth it for you, for me, to press in for the more? And then what quality of life is good enough for you? You can only answer that question yourself. But how you answer these questions determines the measure of abundant life that you live with and the measure of the revelation of Jesus that you can share with those in your sphere of influence. Because we can only give away what we have. We can only share with integrity the Jesus that we actually know. And so that's why that question, who do you say Jesus is, is so very important. And so this year, 2024, we're going to explore Jesus. We're going to take a look at Jesus through the lens, right? I have my glasses. I put on my glasses. I can see things like I see. If I use my wife's glasses, right, then maybe I would see things through her perspective. 
And there's, we know there's four Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They had a different focus for why they wrote. Their audience was a little different. They shared Jesus. It's the same Jesus, right? But John had a slant based on how he saw his relationship, his connection, his intimacy, right? If you, if you read through the Gospel of John, you know you get to a place where he calls himself the disciple that Jesus loved. Right, that, you know, did Jesus call him that, or was that just how John felt? Right, we don't know. The reality is, we're going to look through his eyes, um, and we just want to explore who is Jesus. Is there anything new we can learn? Maybe you've already read through the Gospel of John. Is there anything new that we can learn by looking at it one more time and going slowly through it and saying, what does the Scripture reveal about who Jesus really is? And so that's what we're going to do. And so the fun thing this year is Lisa and I, we're going to partner. So we do most of the preaching if you're visiting with us this morning. And so we're both going to go through this. We're going to do a series on John. We don't know how long it's going to take us because we haven't mapped it all out yet. But we know it's going to at least be a longer than a first quarter. And uh, most likely it will go through three quarters, my guess. But the, the reality is we're going to just explore Jesus. And, um, and we're going to have some fun with it. So if you have your Bibles, um, you can open up to John chapter 1, the Gospel of John. And we're going to start there. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So in the beginning, we see that um, there was the word. Jesus is the word. It's logos, right? So there's logos and there's rhema. So logos is the overarching word. And then you have a rhema, which is a really specific, um, focused, intentional word at a given time or place, right? And so Jesus was the word. The word was with God. So he's with God. He was God. The word was God. All things were made through him. Think about that for a second. Because we just gloss over it. All things were made through him. Everything you see in creation was made through Jesus. Think about that. In him was life, and he is the light of men shining in the darkness. The text goes on, and it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, just for sake of our discussion, this is John the Baptist, not John the author, right? Or the disciple. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. Right? So that's sort of the role of John the Baptist. Verse 9 says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so Jesus is the true light. He was in the world, right? We just celebrated Christmas, right? We celebrated the birth of Christ. He was born, all the angelic hosts, good news of great joy. 
He comes into the world. He lives, he breathes here on earth, just like you and me. He was in the world, the world which had been made through him, right? He created all creation, and yet the world did not know him. His own people did not receive him. But to those who did receive him, those who believed, they got the right to become children of God, right? And so if you have a relationship with Jesus, at some point in time, you decided, right, to believe. You decided to receive the truth of his word, of who he is. And that opened the door for you to become a child of God. If you're visiting today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that opportunity is available for you. Right? Or if you're listening on the podcast. Verse 14, it goes on, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as the, as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John the Baptist bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus became flesh. He was God. He became flesh. He dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, which is full of grace and truth. The law came through Moses. But what did Jesus bring? Grace and truth comes through Jesus. And then Jesus had made the Father known, right? So if you, if you want to know the Father, what is the Father like? What is the Father passionate about? What does the Father care about? You look at Jesus. He's the one who revealed the heart of the Father. It's significant. And so that's all the text we're going to cover today, but we're going to capture what are the truths out of these 18 verses that we can say, this is what John is revealing about who Jesus is. And so to repeat it again, it says, John says that Jesus is the word. That's logos, right? He's with God from the beginning, and he is God. Do you know that Jesus? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Would you say, that's the Jesus I know? Or is that just a concept that you've been told all the days that you've been at church? Right? Is there any part of that aspect of what John's revealing that you wrestle with? That would be something to process with the Holy Spirit because what John is saying, he's declaring, this is who Jesus is. He says that Jesus is the creator of all things, Jesus is the beholder of life. Is that the Jesus you know? He beholds all life, he holds it in his hand. He's the true light who cannot be overcome by darkness. We were talking about this in pre-service prayer, right? He is a true light. He is not intimidated or overwhelmed by any measure of darkness. It can't overcome him. That gives us a lot of hope because if you're, if you're fearful or afraid of darkness, right? You don't need to be if you have a relationship with Jesus because he lives inside of you and he cannot be overcome by the darkness. 
I encourage you to only be overwhelmed by what overwhelms Jesus. And your life will go a lot easier. Right? It's the reality. But often we hear messages or we're, we are, um, we're, we're um, invited into a lifestyle of being afraid of darkness or the enemy. And yet the reality is Jesus, he can't be overcome by that. He's already won, which means we already win. Um, Jesus is the one who makes a way for us to become children of God. Isn't that good news? There's no other way for you to be a son of God, a daughter of God. Jesus is the beholder, again, he holds it, of grace. He's the one who releases grace to us. What's grace? We, we studied that a lot last year, right? That divine empowerment to do. It's sent by God to us to accomplish what we can never accomplish on our own. Where can we access more grace? Jesus. And he's the beholder of truth. What does the truth do? It sets us free or makes us free. Who makes us free? Jesus. If you have any aspect of captivity in your life, who do you need? Jesus, right? This is the the Jesus that's being revealed in the Gospel of John, and we have only covered half of the first chapter. And then it says he's the revealer of the Father to mankind, right? And so back to the beginning, who do you say Jesus is? As you sit and you reflect on these verses, who do you say Jesus is? Do you just know about these truths about Jesus? Or do you know Jesus as these truths? That's really what we're after this year. We want to encounter the scriptures. We want to encounter the word of God, the revelation within the word that describes who Jesus is. We don't want to just know about it. We don't want just more understanding. Right? We want to know Jesus as that revelation. We want that to be our experience. That's what we're pressing for. Or are there aspects regarding these truths about Jesus that you want to press in and know more? Like maybe there's an aspect when I say he's the beholder of life or the beholder of grace, and you're like, I want to study that more. What does that really mean? What does that afford me personally? Right? It sounds really good. But what does it actually mean when the rubber hits the road and I'm at my job and things are hard or I'm in a relationship and there's a nasty struggle? What does it mean that he's the beholder of grace? And how can I access that and bring that into my current life circumstance so that I can live in a measure that's more abundant than what I've been experiencing? Um, One of the questions I've been asking myself a lot, and I'll ask it to you, is, in specific for this passage, but can you share the Jesus that's revealed? So whether it's this passage or something else, but today, for in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, can you share the Jesus revealed there with integrity to those in your spheres of influence? Is that the Jesus you really know? Or is it just a Jesus you've heard about? Because the measure of how you share what you know is going to be different than somebody you just have heard about, right? If not, if you can't share this Jesus that's revealed, why not, right? And that's not a a condemnation statement. It's an invitation, like, 
How do you press into more to the Holy Spirit and say, God, I want to know more. What, what's blocking me from having the belief in the revelation of the Jesus that John's revealing? What's blocking me from knowing the fullness of Jesus revealed in these verses? And then allow him to shine light. Right? Are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to take you deeper into encountering the fullness of Jesus this year? That's a question we're going to be asking all year. Ultimately, do you want more? (laughs) And are you willing to trust the kindness and the gentleness of the Holy Spirit to lead you as we explore more about this Jesus that we declare, we praise, we celebrate, we honor, will you allow the Holy Spirit to take you in a deeper revelation of who he really is so that you know that you know that you know so that wherever you go or whoever you're interacting with, you can release the fullness of that Jesus to them. Instead of a Jesus that you just heard about when you were in Sunday school, right? Or that you've just always believed, right? I'm not discounting that, but there's something powerful that happens when we have that connection, that encounter with him, that then we can reveal or release to others, right? That's what he's after this year. And so um, so as we go from week to week, we're going to take another chunk out of the Gospel of John. That's where we're starting. And we'll just keep pressing through it. The, the, um, the list of truths that I had up here on the slide, that'll be in the newsletter for anybody who wants that. And we'll be capturing that as we go through the Gospel of John and then the books of John. And we're going to make a, just a, a list of what are all the truths that he declares Jesus is as we go through each passage. And by the end of the year, we're going to have a nice long list to be able to say, this is the Jesus that's revealed in the Gospel of John. And then we can really ultimately answer that question or ask that question, is that the Jesus I know? And my hope is that in between weeks, so I'm going to give a message, Lisa's going to give a message, right? You're going to go home and you're going to read through John. You're going to saturate yourself in the gospel of John. You're going to let these truths and you're going to say, God, do I really believe that? Is there anything more you want to show me, Holy Spirit, about this aspect of what John's revealing about who Jesus is? And so it's really between you and you, how much are you and God, how much do you get out of this series? And for me as well, right? That kind of thing. But that's the, the um, access point or the on-ramp that we're going to be taking in 2024, at least at the beginning of the year, in terms of building a bridge between us and God and then us with those who are in our spheres of influence. Okay? All right. If you have any questions about that as we go through the year, feel free to ask, Right? Um, there's no hidden agendas, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but it's fun to start a new year and to sort of see, God, what, what do you have for us? What are the gifts, right? He's the one who gives good gifts. What are the gifts that you're bringing out for just such a time as this? You know who's going to be a part of our fellowship, who's going to be running with us this year. What are the gifts that you have that you're going to bring out, the treasures that you have laid up for such a time as this? that are going to take us to the next level. And that's where we're going. All right, let's pray. Jesus, I do, I thank you so much for who you are. And I celebrate the account that's in the Gospel of John and sort of his lens of looking at you. Um, And I just, I pray, Jesus, that we wouldn't miss anything 
embedded in the scriptures that describe who you really are. And Lord, I pray that you would um, just meet each person that hears the sound of my voice, whether it's here in person or on the podcast, that as they read through the scriptures, as they, as they take time to dwell on each of these um, things that you're pulling out, revelations about Jesus, that there would just be sweet encounter. And if there's any places where there's a block, like, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if that's really true, that we would be able to just bring it before you. You're not intimidated by that. But we can lay that at your feet and say, show me more. Shine your light more or shine your light more on my heart. What, what limits me from opening myself fully to that truth and embracing it? And then, Lord, would you embolden us, just like you did the disciples in Acts, that we truly would be those that would take the revelation that we have of who you are, the gospel, and we would take that with us wherever we go. And we would release that to all those that we encounter, whether it's in our workplaces or our neighborhoods or um, the organizations that we do business with or just in the marketplace, right, wherever we find ourselves. And then even with one another, I pray that we would um, accurately represent you. You know, one of the phrases that we hold on to is that we're authentic ambassadors of the kingdom. And Lord, would that be true again this year in 2024? Would you grow us up into becoming more authentically ambassadors of you? And we would represent you well, that your name would be glorified and honored in Sonoma County or wherever we find ourselves, right? Because we are representing you to those that we are um, interfacing with. And we can't do it apart from you. And so we ask for your grace, O beholder of grace. Would you pour out grace on the people of grace that we would accomplish all that you desire to, for us to accomplish this year, both in our communion with you and in our communion with others. Yeah. And we just, we celebrate in advance all that you're going to birth, all that you're going to rebirth, all that you're going to do in us and all you're going to do through us. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.